Good morning, listeners. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm dedicating today's podcast to Oloris, and hopefully she's back from her lovely trip to Cozumel. Missed you, my friend. Missed you. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. We have 12,193 listeners. I am ecstatic. God is working overtime. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for coming to pray with me. Okay. Let's get God's promises day by day. Oops. <laughs> okay, sorry. Psalm 119, verse 165. It says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Amen. Beautiful. Believers who spend time daily in the word and prayer gradually develop a spiritual radar, a practical wisdom from the Holy Spirit that gives us direction when we need it. Sometimes that direction comes from a promise or warning in scripture. Sometimes from God's providential working in circumstances and sometimes from the Spirit's witness in our hearts. Even a chance remark by a friend can be used of God to guide us if our minds and hearts are prepared and we're willing to obey God's leading. Amen. In God's way, day by day, it says God has all power. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And that's from Proverbs 16, verse 20. Where man's understanding ends, God's wisdom begins. Where man's power ends, God's power takes over. God is the one in control, not only of all things in this natural world, but the political world and the course of history and human events. 
He is in control of all things in the spiritual realm as well. God is the one who has all authority, all power, and all wisdom to set the rules, establish the process that results in forgiveness and the granting of eternal life and give spiritual gifts to mankind. Amen. And commanding your morning, it says, stand at the edge of eternity. Ecclesiastes 11.5 says, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Unless we make it a priority, we will never get downloads from heaven that we need to fulfill our purposes on the earth. And that will likely mean spending a lot of time at the edge of eternity, calling out into what feels like a void, banging on heaven's gate and feeling as if no one is home. But the way things seem and the way they actually are are two different things. Pray with me. Though it may seem that I bring the same request to you, Lord, beating on heaven's door without response, I trust that you are working in ways that I can comprehend. I stand on the edge of eternity, continuing to ask and continuing to knock until change comes. Like a seed that splits and grows roots before its sprout can be seen above the soil, so are my prayers bringing forth fruit. I thank you, Father, that you are always working on my behalf. In the name of Jesus, amen. And God's purpose for your life. Being very ceremonial these days, because I don't want us to miss not one word from God. It says warfare prayer. Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. As believers, we face a very real adversary in spiritual warfare that can affect us in untold ways. Ephesians 6 confirms that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Of course, to do battle in a spiritual war, you have to fight with spiritual armaments such as we see in the armor of God. And one of our greatest weapons is prayer. Through prayer, God prepares you to resist the devil. God prepares you to resist sin, and God prepares you to resist temptation. How? Well, first, he helps you avoid the traps and the pitfalls the enemy sets for you. Second, the Lord identifies the triggers the enemy uses to entice you to sin and uproots them. Third, God builds up your spiritual strength and defenses to oppose the devil. Finally, the Lord defends you by sending the shield of scripture 
to mind when a temptation arises. So the point is, through prayer, God enables you to use the spiritual arsenal that he has given you and leads you to victory. So don't miss what he's saying. Fight your battles, both earthly and spiritual, on your knees. Because when you do, you win every time. Jesus, I fight these spiritual battles in prayer to you. Lead me to victory, my commander. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back with hope for each day and more, more, more. And now, from hope for each day, John chapter 17, verse 23. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. It's unfortunate when Christians can't get along or even refuse to have anything to do with one another. Not only does this harm our witness to an unbelieving world, but it turns us away from God's priorities for us. No church has cornered the market on God's truth. And all around the world, you are going to find sincere believers in virtually every church and denomination. Imagine. The issues are complex and they won't be solved this side of eternity. But that's no excuse for lovelessness and conflict. Shortly before his death on the cross, Jesus prayed for unity among those who would come to believe in him. When the world sees Christians fighting, it wonders if the gospel is really true. Only the devil wins when sincere Christians reject one another. Let me repeat that. Only the devil wins when sincere Christians reject one another. So do you want to live at peace with your fellow believers and join the Lord in praying for the unity of Christ's people so that the world may believe? Let your light shine, listeners. Amen. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and led the way. Clouds will come. They're a part of life. But by God's grace, we need not be depressed by them. Just as clouds can protect us from the brightness of the sun, life's clouds can reveal the glory of God and from their lofty height, God speaks to us. Like the children of Israel, we are travelers to the promised land. As they traveled through the wilderness, the Bible says, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. So perhaps like them, you're passing through a wilderness right now. It may be the wilderness of a broken marriage or a financial reversal, a major disappointment, or a threatening illness. 
It may even be a wilderness of doubt or sin. But God is with you, listeners, in the wilderness. And he goes before you to encourage and guide you. He brought the children of Israel through the wilderness, and he will bring you through yours as well. As you look in faith to him, never forget that he is the living God and steadfast forever. And that's from Daniel chapter 6, verse 26. Amen. And now, from a spectacle of glory, it tells us that in the book of Acts, Luke describes the aftermath of a terrifying shipwreck that landed the Apostle Paul and 276 frightened and shivering men on the beach of Malta. It was a cold, rainy day, and the men were bruised, battered, and exhausted from their ordeal. The sympathetic islanders quickly made a fire for their survivors, but one of them quietly left the warmth of the circle. Paul, he went and gathered a pile of brushwood. Now think about this for a moment. There were younger, stronger men in the group, including soldiers and sailors. But Paul, who was an elderly missionary, got up and began serving the others by collecting firewood. So what is the secret to such extraordinary service? Not cherishing inflated ideas of your own importance. The other secret has to do with focus. As Paul later wrote in Colossians, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not men. Pray with me. I know, Lord, that I'm sometimes half-hearted about the tasks in my daily schedule. I can be motivated about activities I like but other obligations seem boring or tedious to me. I feel like I'm doing them out of duty or just so I can check a box. Remind me, Lord, that I am working for you. And because of my love for you, I'll do it all day long. Amen. Listeners, Memory is frequently the agent of misery. A sad frame of mind will easily call up every dark day in our past and every gloomy regret from days gone by. Wisdom, however, can transform memory into an angel of comfort. And that's what happened to Jeremiah. Jeremiah confesses, my soul is downcast within me, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Jeremiah had trained his memory to look on the bright side, the hopeful side, which is always God's side. He knew God was at work even during dark times in his past. And Jeremiah let that powerful truth bring hope and comfort to his soul. Today, listeners, 
If you find yourself assaulted by sad memories, recall how God miraculously worked through even those losses, those failures, and those disappointments. Remember the loving kindness of the Lord and look for the trace of his hand in every downcast moment from your past. That's right, God's hand was there. You gotta look for it. Pray with me. Father in heaven, I have plenty to regret. And if I dredge them up, there have been long struggles, lonely hours, hurtful words and dark times plenty in my past. Today, Lord, I choose to remember how you have woven the tapestry of my life with dark threads and bright golden ones, creating a work of beauty and a masterpiece of grace. Amen. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Feeling good today. Feeling good. I'd now like to share some scriptures from our daily bread. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encourage one another. Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Heavenly Father, help me to do my part to live in unity with all God's people. Heavenly Father, as I meet with others to worship and praise your name, help me to also encourage others in your name. Forgive me when I overlook the latter because I'm too preoccupied with myself. Amen. 1 John, verse 2, 1 John, chapter 2, verse 28. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord in 2 Kings verse 20. Loving God, thank you for reminding me that who I am is based on whose I am, yours, simply yours. Forgive me, Father, for not appreciating others in a stage of life different from mine. Amen. Psalm 78, verse 1. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders that He has done. In 2 Corinthians 9, Verse 6, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Loving God, 
Show me ways to illustrate what I've learned from scripture so that others may know your wonders. And thank you, giving God, for encouraging me to be generous because in your economy, generosity will bring the giver and the receiver abundant blessings. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Heavenly Father, thank you for Emmanuel, Jesus, your son, May I rejoice in his presence and love today. Heavenly Father, help me to do the best I can to be at peace with others. May I never separate what you have joined. Amen. Love it. And the forward day by day, it's saying that today, so many people on the move because of wars, political turmoil, climate extremes, lack of economic opportunities, religious intolerance, persecution, injustice, and more. Well, these lines from Micah will offer some help. Micah chapter 2, verse 12. I will surely gather all of you O Jacob, I will gather the survivors of Israel. I will set them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in pasture. It will resound with people. The litany of societal wrongs in biblical times, which are evil deeds, jealousy, theft, oppression, bitterness, they're familiar to us today. And our hope, like theirs was, is certainly in the Lord. Setting today's refugees, asylum seekers, and migrants like sheep in a fold calls us to enact God's saving hope for his people to be the light in the darkness. Like the survivors of Israel, these flocks need pastures where they can flourish and resound. What might this look like? A shelter, unused safe spaces, community meals, regular clothing drives, an invitation to join a community, to join a club, to have social meetings. Listeners, we can start with small acts, but the key is that we start. Amen. I love that. Psalm 131, verse 1. Oh Lord, I am not proud. I have no haughty looks. I do not occupy myself with great matters or things that are too hard for me. Amen. There's no need for pride or hardy looks. Just have faith in our loving Lord. 
Join me with our prayer from the wilderness. This is a meditation for faith. Father, I desire to fulfill the purpose and the plan that you have for my life. In my mind's eye, I have a vision I know you created for me to see. However, I need steadfast faith to believe it will be manifested. Pray with me. Father, I pray you will bless me with the greater faith required for the task that I need to complete. Open my mind and realize the manifestation of your promises. Help my eyes to recognize your hand of grace and favor working. Open my heart to feel your love. Allow my ears to hear you speaking clear directions to me and help me to follow your lead. Lord, let me pray from a heart filled with faith instead of a mind ruled by logic. Remind me the possibilities with you are limitless. Bless me with the holy boldness to pray for what I cannot achieve on my own, but what you promised I would possess. Please do not allow me to be deterred by the voices of unbelievers, believers with little faith or believers with no testimony about their faith. But instead, Lord, allow my life to be a testimony to you and for you. As I experience your hand opening doors and answering prayers, help me to develop others in your word. Provide opportunities for me to share what you've done for me. Let those who hear me know that you are special and awesome, God, for all who desire to receive you. Father, my spirit yearns to go beyond what I can achieve in my own power. My heart aches for the fulfillment of your will in my life. My womb is ready to give birth. My faith rests in your promises. My hope is in your word. My life is in your hands. And I pray the time is now to fulfill my total purpose in this life by faith. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me, listeners. It's been awesome. Come back tomorrow. Pray with me again. Hope your blessings have started. Bye for now. Thank you.